0: Charlie, and this is the first episode of Chapters, a podcast about writing, books, short stories, writing advice, practices, world building, and you guessed it, much more. For this first inaugural episode, I would like to start with my history in writing, storytelling, and world crafting, and then we'll go from there. My name is Charlie. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know, I know. Those who are not from Tulsa might say, oh, that's the place where that, you know, that Watchmen show from HBO took place. Or the site of the race massacre, the middle of nowhere, the Bible Belt. Tulsa is all of those things, yet none of those things. While the geographic location of my childhood certainly added to me as a person, there isn't much that shows in the type of creative I am. I grew up in a big family. Listen to the Raconteur Collection if you want to know more. Plug, plug, plug. Both my mom and dad really instilled a lot of knowledge and history of the fantastic. From my dad reading Lord of the Rings to me as a child, my head filled with a deep ocean of a world, to my mom who never once tried to change what I was interested in. There are many of those who are not as lucky in that way and I fully acknowledge that without that history my life would have been very different. I read some as a kid, a fantasy series called Delator Quest, books with shiny video game-esque covers. Delator Quest was by Emily Rodda. I had to look up the name I didn't remember. Harry Potter, Aragon, Chronicles of Narnia, Martian Chronicles, edited excerpts from Conan the Barbarian, as read by my dad, Hunger Games, Gregor the Overlander, Lord of the Rings, Doctor Seuss, a collection of fantastical illustrated children's books. I could go on and yet I really would only say that I read some as a kid. My interests were split between video games, movies, TV shows, you know, Disney movies, Pixar, Cartoon Network. Here again, my dad would interject with his own unique taste and style at Mad Max, Starship Troopers. Uh, From my mom, Willow, Labyrinth. A mix of the new and old, a mix of anything and everything, but with always that lean towards the fantastic. Then other influences, influences of Studio Ghibli, anime, manga, Final Fantasy, and Kingdom Hearts. I followed these paths through adolescence and into high school. My first story, if you could call it that, was a bizarre fanfiction of art I had seen from the premiering game Final Fantasy XII and a dream about a keyhole-shaped island. I of course was the main character and in a very uh, C.S. Lewis-esque fashion was whisked away to this fantastical world. I sort of exchanged reading for going outside by myself. This sounds just as weird as I know it's going to sound. I went outside by myself and would roleplay the events of my custom character traveling through a video game world. Even going as far as killing off characters, I specifically remember a character dying at a spot in the backyard and falling to my knees, and ever since then that was where that character died, and it meant a lot to me. Anyways, I would go off on revenge plots, and I would struggle to overcome odds even though I was the one making up the odds. I always tended to like the darker, moody, and more serious characters. They just seem to be more interesting than the good guys. An inspiration fueled by video games like Dark Cloud, The Darkness, and, you know, horrible monsters like the Zerg from StarCraft, specifically Kerrigan. Again, in high school, I was lucky enough to have teachers and friends who engaged with this interest I had in making up my own stories. The long sessions of role-playing were left behind for multiple notebooks of fanfiction. Stories that I wanted to remove from their roots, so I just changed names, changed location, and changed characters. Early homebrew Dungeons Dragons campaigns, wild imaginations, pen and paper adventures, based on the character designs of something I found intriguing. An expansion of what worlds could be out there. The Soul series, Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, Death Note, Ghost in the Shell, stories that translated confused emotions, mixed social understandings, and created places more interesting than reality ever could be. However, there are two moments that push me into this creative cloud more than anything else could have. Freshman year, I wrote a story about myself, imagining the fantastic in my daily mundane life. Characters fighting alongside the car, like Naruto style, you know, running, keeping up speed, and swinging giant swords. The ground breaking open as I walked across an empty field on my way to gym class. A teacher pushed me to edit and include the short story in the literary magazine, which I remember at the time I hated. I didn't want it to get out. You know, I guess for me, that was just a story for me. And then junior year. Another English teacher read my version of Frankenstein out loud. All ten jumbled pages about a scientist who created a sentient virus to cure the world only for the virus to kill everyone else while he barricaded himself inside. You know, I, what's funny about that is I actually remember the ending of that story being really disappointed because I believe he had a, like a talking confrontation with the virus and I just didn't know how to end it. And so it was kind of like the virus was like, well, I guess I'll kill you because you're the one who created me. I actually don't remember. I don't think I have a saved version of that story, but I would love to find it if I could. But I think that got lost like an old laptop, hard drive, you know, you know how it goes. I guess that's when I realized I could tell stories. A senior project over the space trilogy by C.S. Lewis. Then I had a world of my own that grew more vivid with each doodle, angsty, rain soaked scene, and neon laced blade, the abstract and bizarre. Inspired by things like the House of Leaves, you know, what What could I do? What where, where are the rules? I remember I wrote a short story about a man trapped in his own collapsing world. I wrote poems about feral gods just because I thought feral gods sounded interesting. And all of this was in creative bursts of inspiration, you know, never something practiced or uh, planned. It was always, hey, I feel like writing, so I'm going to do it. I had so many stories and ideas that were never completed. Uh, Dimension Crossing Wars, you know, doodles of gear, you know, like, I don't know, gearbox guns with the gears that push the bullets. And that was kind of it. And that was... That was high school for me. Of course, it's oversimplified and there's a lot more that happened, but that's kind of the, I don't know, the creative uh, place I was at within high school is I had all these ideas, all these characters, this kind of one main story that I wanted to tell, but didn't really know how. I just filled up notebook upon notebook and I felt, I guess it in some ways it made me feel special for writing so much because none of my other peers really wrote like that. So, or if they did, I didn't see. I went to college because I felt like I had to. Pressure from those who cared more about what I could be rather than who I was. I don't regret the friends and writing classes, but I wish I could forget the fraternities, sororities, and frequent football games. My writing professor, a small old woman named Tony Graham, taught me that fantasy and science fiction wasn't as good as literary writing that short stories and books about the life we all lived in were the ones that really displayed creativity. Now, I would like to clarify that as I've gotten older and really come into my own, I don't really believe the huge division between literary fiction, in quotations, and science fiction fantasy. One isn't really better or worse, and for anyone listening, don't give up on what you love just because it isn't viewed as valuable. For a long time, I didn't write in my epic Fan fiction and inspired fantasy story because I didn't think it was important. For a positive, I learned a ton from my repeated short fiction classes, mainly how to write, what sounded good, and that I had an eye for editing other stories better than I could ever edit my own. I grew a lot from having strict guidelines, yet I still try to squeeze in the fantastic. You know, stoners who ponder the universe, the infinite abyss of night while driving on a highway alone that feeling of teetering over the edge. My stories all wanted to convey these complex feelings, but often, and I think to some extent now, I still get lost in translation. Hours spent talking about writing with my roommates, hours spent playing Shadowrun, Pathfinder, watching cartoons, video games. But the funny thing was, for as much as we talked about writing, and the stories we loved, and the craft we admired, I still didn't write that much. I kind of lived for those bursts of creativity, those days when I felt like a writer and jolted down 20 pages only to leave it alone for months. That continued until I left college, started a manager job, and forgot about the world I created except in those quiet moments, standing on the top of a parking garage as fog-covered buildings, smoking black and miles as rain poured over modern concrete, many horror stories and the voices of automatic elevator operators about two years ago something clicked in my head and I decided that I wanted to finish this story that had been lurking in my head for years it had gotten to that point where everyone asked me hey how long have you been writing and anybody who knew me would be like oh man he's been writing about that since he was like 16 years old and I kind of hated it because It wasn't true. Um, Yeah, I'd had the idea, and it had gone through changes, and I had put work into it, but not really. Like, it was just kind of this uh, ambiguous thing. You know, I had written down almost completed versions, but I had never finished it. I had finished it maybe in, like, the notebooks and then planned out, like, four sequels and kind of was like, oh, man, the sequels are going to be where the story really gets good. But anyways... Yeah, so I wanted to finish the story that had been lurking in my head, and I just gave myself a goal. A thousand words a day. And in the present, I have completed the first draft of the book. I let it rest for a while. while I worked on other short stories and other world-building projects, then rewrote the entire story. Jack and I started the Raconteur Collection, and from there, I've been really inspired by putting in the actual effort and work into my creative activities and reading, Let me tell you, my view has changed so much since I started reading and reading, I guess more importantly, what I wanted to read. A few books, however, really kind of kickstarted my re-entry and I have to give them shout outs just because I think without these, I wouldn't have been like, man, you know what? I I do want to write fantasy because coming from this background of literary fiction and Things needing to sound you know, dramatic, but not melodramatic, things needing to sound artistic but not flowery. Like reading these books taught me I was like, I actually can just enjoy what I'm writing and it doesn't have to be some story about some 30 somebody who is going through some emotional problem. Now of course, I think I'm being a little bit unfair to literary fiction because there's some great literary fiction out there. But for me, these were the kind of a couple books that really brought me back into the fold. The first was the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson, a really good reread of Lord of the Rings, and then of course reading the Chronicles of Amber. And that kind of leads us to where we are right now and you listening to this. I feel like the next step is bringing in others and other people to write with, uh, other people to critique work with, and just building a group of different types of writers. like. You know, I realize that I have a strong leaning towards science fiction and fantasy, but recently I picked up the best American short stories of 2020 to read some other stories outside of my normal comfort zone. Ultimately, what I would like to do with chapters is to really, you know, bring in other people and bring in kind of a platform where we can talk about writing, where we can, you know, have just a great, great time. So there is my ongoing story, and I hope that you'll join in. section. It's going to be all about writing practices. Uh, Something up front. I have really borrowed this section from Tales of the Fantastic. So kudos to them. And if you haven't checked out their podcast, it is fantastic. They do these great uh, audio productions that, kid you not, more than like anything else, really make me want to do them. Like I listen to those and I am just like, wow, I, I want to do that. That is just exactly what I want to do. Anyways, our first practice, a thousand words a day. To some, this sounds like an impossible task, and to others, it sounds like baby's first steps. Um, really, the goal of this practice is to write every day. This advice is one of the oldest; it probably in the oldest book, and for a good reason. It's really effective. Uh, writing every day really changed my kind of obsessive hobby into like an actual practice, and I've seen myself grow so much within that practice that it's honestly it's it's kind of insane um to think back to hey i what a year ago i finished the first draft of the story i've been working on in quotations forever and then i let it rest and did some more reading did some more different writing only to come back to it and be like man this sucks that sounds really harsh but you know you're always your own worst critic So writing every day works for a number of reasons. For me, it really creates a tangible goal to reach each day. A thousand words and done. If I go over, that's great. And if I can't reach a thousand words, that normally means that I need to change gears and try writing something different. You know, go from epic fantasy to a detailed list of locations to a strange ramble to just journaling. The act of writing will make you a better writer. And it doesn't have to be a thousand words. It can be a hundred. It can be three thousand. The number isn't really important, but I would recommend sticking to a limit that you can't just blow off. Um, I've often found that I'm, on the days I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to write five hundred words. That I hit five hundred words really easily, and I'm kind of like, well, I'm done. I, you know, I think the limit needs to be something that does challenge you a little bit. Like for me, a thousand words is just enough to want me to sit in the chair for a little bit longer than I would actually like want to if it was entirely up to me. With that practice, of course, the other hard part is what to write about. I've really never been one for prompts and that's probably because I just haven't used them that much, but that doesn't mean that they don't work or that they're not effective. I feel that often prompts will force you to write in a way that you wouldn't or they can give you a starting point, which is often the most important thing. Here's a couple that have worked for me. One, write a very basic sentence for a complex action. For example, Henry left his home, drove to the store, bought groceries, and returned home to make dinner. Then the next step is to spend more time and detail kind of working out every aspect of that sentence. So instead of Henry left his home, it would be, Henry let out a short breath from between barred teeth. He hated going to the grocery store. Please don't judge me on that line. I From between barred teeth, aren't your teeth all... Anyways, it's fine. And so on. And kind of just keep magnifying in, you know. Instead of Henry left the house, what did he do? Like, how did he leave the house? And just keep magnifying and keep trying to explain more than you think you have to. Make that, you know, that three minutes of your character walking from point A to point B, like what does he see in those three minutes? What does he hear in those three minutes? Or who is watching him in the three minutes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Two, write yourself as a character being described by someone else. I've always really liked this one really because it changes the frame of reference. And uh, it's kind of easy because what better to write about than something that you really know yourself and something that you live in every day. One thing I will recommend with this, actually, as I'm like reading over this, uh, little loose script is don't be too negative on yourself because that's not fun. Like try to describe yourself maybe in a positive light as if somebody, oh, it's like, oh, hey, this is what somebody who likes me (laughs) would say. And uh, I think that about, about wraps up our, uh, practices and prompts. Practices and prompts, practices and prompts. When I first kind of came up with the idea for Chapters, I really wanted it to be just me talking into a mic and be kind of chill. But guess what? I'm not good at that because I haven't been doing it for that long. So I kind of wrote, like wrote myself a loose script. It's been interesting recording it right now because I find that I want to go off on some tangents. Like this is a tangent right now, like I'm not reading anything. But what I'm hoping is that the script kind of can give me something to uh, hone back in on and not just ramble forever because I probably could. Anyways, that was a fun fact and a ramble that I'm going to leave in. This next section is all about recommendations. I It's funny because when I was first writing this loose script, I didn't really want to include recommendations like in the first episode, but it's all about books too, right? So we got those recommendations. I, the first uh, recommendation, <laughs> the first recommendation is a series that I've already brought up in this episode. It's a uh, Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. I have a lot of love for this book. Like when I think of epic fantasy and uh, epic moments of oh, this book and how it really just uh, brought me back into epic fantasy. And don't worry, I'll, I'll sell you just a little bit. All right, all right, maybe uh, <coughs> cue some dramatic music here. Mistborn takes place in a dreary world called the Final Empire, ruled by an emperor who has lived and ruled for a thousand years. A unique magic system called allomancy that involves ingesting metals to produce extraordinary effects. Great characters, a good story, and epic music. Uh, while I don't think uh, Sanderson is the best writer, he is uh, extremely talented at pulling the reader in and creating these epic moments that take your breath away. Um, Mistborn also has a fantastic audiobook if you you know look at the book and it's too dense for you. And uh, I always recommend audiobooks. I mean, audiobooks for me is when I don't feel like reading or I feel like I'm not getting enough reading in. Audiobooks are the way to go. But yeah, Mistborn, highly recommended. And as this is the first episode... All right, You get two recommendations, two. And I'll include another one of my favorites, which is a Hyperion by Dan Simmons. It's a really dense uh, sci-fi novel that I think inspired like my modern writing more than I would like to admit, because in many ways, I took just so many small things and inspirations away from this series. I really recommend it because the first book in the series, I think, is probably the best I really like the second one it's a series of four books but the first one is really good and I remember when I finished it it was almost even though the story didn't conclude the ending of the first book I think you can kind of leave it there even though the story is not over and that's what I really liked about it because it's unsatisfying but satisfying in the same way if that that doesn't make any sense but you know read the book and it will uh It's a story about six characters, six different views of the far future, and six different voices that see the world in a unique way. All about AI, strange metal demons, time tides, and a planet on the edge of the hegemony of man, you guessed it, called Hyperion. And here we come to the end of the first episode of Chapters. Next time, uh, we'll be going into some of my favorite short stories, world building practices, and talking about one short story in particular titled Life Sentence by Matthew Baker. The story was uh, first featured in Lightspeed February 2019. And you can read the story if you just go to the Lightspeed website. I found it just by Googling Life Sentence by Matthew Baker. Um, and you can read the story along with me and you can write in your thoughts and you know what? I'll read the thoughts and guess what? If you're one of the people listening to this, I probably want to hear from you and you should definitely write in, take like, this is all I'm asking, right? Take five minutes out of your day. Well, sorry, take like, mm, two hours to read the short story. It's, it's not that long, but you know, take however long it is to read the short story. Then take five minutes from your day and go ahead and just write in a little letter to me, you know, mail it in. No, don't mail it in. You can reach me at collection at gmail.com and tell me what you thought about the story. And Hey, guess what? I will read your letter out loud on the air. And guess what? Like a lot of people will hear it and it'll be really cool. I would really like chapters to be heavily shaped by the thoughts and opinions of other writers and not just other writers, but uh, other creatives and other people. If you would like to write in, you can reach me at racketeer collection at gmail.com. And if you like to show support, follow us at racketeer collection on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to go above and beyond Check out the Racketeer Collection at Patreon. I would like to take a moment and thank our three patrons because they're really cool. I won't use last names. I, you know, I hear all these other podcasts and they're always saying last names. I really don't know if they'll be comfortable with this, like saying like their full names, but I'll just put their first three names. Michael, Becky, and Jack, you guys are in at the ground floor, and I really hope that all of this can make you proud and make you feel like, hey, you know what? We're paying those boys. We're paying their bills. And, uh, you know, they better they better make some entertaining stuff. Because if they don't, well, hey, I'm just going to take that money back and I'm going to charge them money for this because it's so horrible. Anyways, I really hope that you've enjoyed you, the royal. No, not the royal you. I really hope you've enjoyed the first episode of chapters a podcast about writing world building short stories writing practices and anything else that i want to talk about on here that i can't talk about on the rock and Turk collection i have been charlie and i'll talk to you soon By Charlie of the Raconteur Collection, he records from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been writing for a long time, since he was like 16.